0: Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. It's clear these days, it's tough to make time. Schedules quickly become busy and calendars suddenly become full. To that end, DPC is excited to now offer this podcast channel, which will allow you to hear a recording of Sunday's sermon from that day's preacher. Whether you listen while taking an evening stroll, driving to and from the grocery store, or anytime you get a free couple of minutes, We hope it can allow for reflection and spiritual growth during your week. We also invite you to visit www.dtownpc.org to learn more about our church, our various ministries and online giving opportunities. Thank you for tuning in.
1: Two weeks ago in worship, we read the scripture of Jesus going to the synagogue in Nazareth his hometown and reading scripture and sitting down to teach. As part of that teaching, he referenced the story that we've heard of the widow of Zarephath. Part of Jesus' teaching in the synagogue that day was to expand the vision of God throughout time and history of doing the unexpected by including people from outside of the nation of Israel in the work of God's kingdom. He referenced her also as a heads up to those who might tend to be smug in their privilege as Jews, who believed that God's choice of them gave them prerogatives to judge others, especially those who didn't fit into the pres- their prescribed worldview of how God worked and who God chose. This widow of Zarephath has been a spiritual partner for me for many years. In preparing for this sermon, I rediscovered that this was the text that I had used at the very first sermon that I preached in my preaching class at seminary. I found the notes written by the TA about my presentation and my exegesis, and I decided not to read them. (laughs) But there are many reasons that I have been drawn to this story. But as we're taking time in this epiphany season to reflect on the I am statements of Jesus, I see a connection between Jesus' declaration in John 6, where he says, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. One day, a long time ago, a rough looking man walked in to a backwater village in Syria. This man, Elijah, was fleeing from King Ahab. Elijah had just delivered a message to Ahab to say that there would be no rain in the land for three years. And understandably, Ahab was not pleased. And he ends up in the village of Zarephath. God told him to go there. The writer of the text gives us the background of the widow who was there, She has a son, she's destitute, she's desperate. She's looking for a few twigs that will allow her to bake up the last handful of flour in her possession, bake a cake, eat it with her son, and then die. She's done. All of her options, all of her possibilities, all of her future is done. There is a famine. She is alone. All of her resources are spent. The only future she sees is death by starvation. And then a man asks her for a drink. He approaches her and says, bring me some water. I often ponder the inner monologues of people in the stories of scripture. My inner monologue of this woman would be something like this. Who is this guy? Does he have a clue what he's asking of me? Does he have a clue who he's talking to? The chutzpah. Now that's a good Yiddish word that needs no explanation. The chutzpah of this stranger to come into my village and ask me, a poor widow, for a drink and when we're in a drought, and then the chutzpah, he asked me to bring him something to eat. I mean, is this some kind of cosmic joke? Well, I think we're fortunate that scripture doesn't give us the inner monologue of many of its uh, characters in the stories, but It does tell us what people do. And this courageous woman answered Elijah back. I have nothing, she says. And she tells him her story. I have a handful of meal in a jar. I have a little oil in a jug. I'm looking for something, some sticks so that I can make a cake, eat it with my son and die. But there's something else in her response. She begins by identifying Elijah, by invoking the name of Elijah's God. As the Lord, your God, lives, she says. As the Lord, your God, lives. I hear that statement, that phrase, as a statement of fact and faith. She has heard about this God, Jehovah of Israel, the one who is called the living God. And so she invokes the name of Elijah's God and declares that this living God knows her situation. She tells her story. And Elijah says to her words that we have heard time and time again in scripture do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of him. Do not be afraid of the living God. Do not be afraid to do what he is asking. She has a lot of things to be afraid of. But he says, do not be afraid. But more than that, Elijah says, go bake your cake and share it with me and eat with your son as well. For God is going to bless you. Now, the skeptic in me would think, sounds like a con to me. But to her? Elijah says, the living God, the God of Israel who knows your situation, the jar will not be emptied. The jug will not fail until the Lord sends rain upon the earth. She believed what Elijah said. And as a step of faith and trust, she did what was asked. And she and her household ate for many days. I was recently given a book, These Precious Days, written by Anne Pochette. It's a series of essays about Anne's various life experiences. And in one of these essays, she wrote this line, my truest destiny was something I never saw coming. And I thought about this woman of Zarephath. Her truest destiny was something she never saw coming. And I wondered if she would say that. That on that day as she was looking for sticks at this most desperate moment of her life, Her destiny changed. She saw her destiny as death, despair, hopelessness. But she responded to a request, and her destiny was changed. What did she have? She had a handful of bread, of meal, and a squidge of oil. What did she need? She needed sticks. She needed food. What did she offer? She offered what she had. This woman was hungry for bread. She needed a few sticks to carry out what she thought was her destiny, to feed herself and her son and die. But when she was asked to share the very last resources that she had, she did. She offered what she had as a blessing to Elijah and because of her willingness to do this she was a blessing to her household and her witness is a blessing to us as well. Her action wasn't great or significant or world-changing, it was simply that in a crucial moment of her time in her life when she could have said no She said yes. Mahatma Gandhi said, There are people in the world so hungry that God cannot appear to them except in the form of bread. The widow of Zarephath was so hungry that the only way God, the living God, could appear to her was in the form of bread. And the living God showed up in the jar of meal, and in the jug of oil. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus was talking to people who had recently been fed by him or heard about him feeding thousands of people. Jesus was talking to skeptics who wanted to critique his teaching or wanted to find out who was this guy and was he a charlatan? Was he the real deal? Who was he? Jesus was saying to them, yes, there's physical hunger. And yes, bread is the means by which we live. But there is also spiritual hunger and there is spiritual bread. And it is through this spiritual bread that we live. We live fully. We live truly. We live honestly. I think the widow of Zarephath, through her acknowledgement of the living God and her willingness to believe what Elijah had told her and to do what was asked of her, bears witness to the living bread that Jesus was talking about. I think the widow of Zarephath models for us what it means to trust what is unseen, to act on what is promised, and to risk at times of great need. We have challenges in our life. We have challenges that are personal and unique to each one of us. We have challenges of disease. We have challenges of shortages. We have challenges of disasters. We have challenges in a future that, for many and for most, is uncertain. And yet, like the widow, the question we can ask of ourselves and that we can ask before God is, what do I have? What do I need? What do I offer? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. How might these words encourage you and strengthen you and the days ahead as you think about what you have, what you need, and what you can offer? May these words give us courage to trust our circumstances, our needs, our longings, and our destiny to the one who is the very bread of life. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, we pray that you will show yourself to us in the places of our deepest need in the places of our deepest longing. Show us what we have and show us what we can offer. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on your journey of faith. Don't forget to check out www.dtownpc.org to explore all the ways DPC strives to be a bridge for Christ and a beacon of his love.